You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 126th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for almost 24 years. I'm Jacques Poulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about the blatant infiltration of military agendas in our education system in Australia. Mm. So I'm going to start with a statement. Quote, the Australian government wants a white imperialist version of history taught in our schools to support and recruit for future wars. So actually that's my own statement. It sounds like a weird conspiracy theory, doesn't it? But actually, you don't have to search far at all to back it up. Of course, we all heard about the culture wars starting under John Howard's prime ministership. He wanted us to formally deny or at least forget that white Anglos invaded this country, Australia. Yeah, and that Aboriginal people had been living here for tens of thousands of years. He wanted us to believe that it all happened for the best and that the numerous massacres, displacements and introduced diseases did not happen. Mm, That's right. John Howard thought such truths would make us sad Mm. and feel bad about ourselves (laughs) as Australians. So he defended our glorious, civilising and righteous path against the black armband version of Australian history, as he called it. Instead, we should better look at our Anzac heroes, he thought, and our current, meanwhile rather infamous, but God-fearing PM, Scott Morrison, has recently referenced the cultural wars again, or the cultural wars, rather, defending himself against the French PM Macron, calling him a liar. He suggested that this attack on his personal integrity, was actually an attack on Australia. Mm. Supposedly Australia being a country that has nothing to be ashamed of, of course, including its white imperialist past and present. Indeed, as Nikki Sava said in The Age on the 11th of November, Morrison sought to reignite the culture wars by complaining about schools that were failing to teach kids how good it is to be Australian. Mm-hmm. But Jacques, the most, I think the most telling statements came from the Federal Education mm. Minister, Alan Tudge. Like Howard and Morrison, he wants the national school curriculum to provide an unambiguously positive view of Australian history. He wants it to focus more on the great contributions of Christianity and of Western liberal democracy, for example. Yeah, Tudge thinks that the draft school curriculum presents a miserable view of Australia. 
highlighting Aboriginal perspectives and being critical of the Anzac legend and ignoring or denying the environmental impact of white settlement. And tellingly, he worries that future generations would be unwilling to defend the nation. They have so much to be grateful towards. Mm, yeah, future generations would be unwilling to defend the nation. There you have it. So who could pretend it's only the Chinese who do propaganda? Mm. And the evidence that the federal government only wants a docile and uncritical populace is even more widely available than that. Yeah, not just the federal government, also those who voted it in and others who benefit from the commissions and omissions of this government. Mm, uh, such as? Well, corporations who want cheap labour and who love the traditional division of labour, which used to be and still in a different way has now become something like government keeps them dumb and we keep them poor. And paradoxically, workers who fear losing their jobs who have joined. We only have to look at the ongoing defunding of our universities, particularly closing many humanities departments and anything that could help students think beyond just becoming job ready. Yeah, and really what a disgrace that universities did not get JobKeeper during COVID. Mm. Actually, there are figures going around nationwide that universities lost about 40,000 jobs that had been mostly casualised over the last 20 years anyway. Mm, whilst it is easy to see all of this just as the result of a neoliberal, economic rationalist and ideological assault on the gains in social justice and equality of the post-World War II decades, in effect... It is an open and shameless war on critical thinking and on the institutions that should foster it. Mm -hmm. Thomas Piketty, the author, the French author of the justly famous Capital in the 21st Century and more recently Capital and Ideology, he has a chapter on, and I quote the title of that chapter, Rethinking the Dimensions of Political Conflict in his second book. And he calls attention to the widespread, what he calls, reversal of the educational cleavage. Mm. So, Jacques, uh, what, what does he mean by well, educational cleavage? Traditionally, it was the lower classes, I quote and unquote that, of people who voted left. And it was the educated ones who voted right. Yeah. Now, in many countries, including Australia, Piketty shows how educated and middle-class voters have moved left, whilst the upper 10%, they have stayed where they already were anyway on the right, mm -hmm. but they were joined on the right side of the political spectrum by the less educated, those in insecure jobs, the disenfranchised, the traditional working class. Mm. So push towards the right from the top 10% of the wealthy, joined by marginalised, disadvantaged people at the bottom. Exactly. Hence the direct attacks on universities and their defunding, making it more expensive to study, forcing students into ever more hours in casual and menial jobs to pay for their studies, as well as eliminating subjects and entire disciplines offering critical content and increasingly focusing on jobs, as I said before. Yeah. And secondly, the populist and conservative shift in politics, especially in natures, 
uh, or in nations with uh, traditional two-party systems, which mm-hmm. has happened and which we have commented about in Think Again. And that would, of course, take an entire Think Again program again to mm. properly discuss. And maybe we will. <laughs> yes. So for some soothing relief, we go to Autumn by Jake Amy.
You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about military agendas in our education system and more generally, a renewed focus on nationalism, militarism and warfare. Yeah, and we're talking about how this plays out in our schools and universities mm-hmm. and or we're about to elaborate more on that. There's probably always been a level of nationalism or jingoism in Australian schools. For myself, I remember as a little preppy at the age of five, marching in line in school uniform, left, right, left, right, left, right, Mm. saluting the flag and making a mysterious oath to some faraway queen and to country. Then, then, of course, there were sketchy history lessons about brave, famous men who made Australia. Of course, Australian history was about white men discovering the country and settling it and eventually forming a national government in the early 1900s and then fighting for it wherever the imperial spirit globally called them. The Aboriginal people living here for tens of thousands of years were either ignored or perceived as in the way of the progress and civilization white people were bringing. Mm. And we don't really need to elaborate anymore that the ways Aboriginal people have been dealt with has been or have been for way too long and still at present far from civilized. Yeah, and that's the the colonizers being far mm. from civilized mm. yeah That's there's right. no there's no high moral ground there is there um, and as to the women in that history uh, Anne Summers' famous book Damned Whores and God's Police was a I guess a rather late though startling acknowledgement that even white women are too often left out of our history uh, and and women are only to be reinvited when they are uh, into the political space when they fit in with the white male story, I guess, and mm. I would say to the current day in the white male structures as well That's or right. governing structures. Mm. Mm. In fact, there are numerous ways that unquestioning nationalism and military culture have been brought into Australian schools over time, not least, for example, in phys ed and in gym classes that used military training as a blueprint throughout the first half of the 1900s mm. and more directly still today the cadet program that runs, as I said, to this day. But as of late, it has certainly become so much worse. Well, yes, it it most certainly has, Shark. A new report called Miners and Missiles, Weapons Companies in Schools documents the really alarming inroads that militarisation has made into our mainstream education systems. Yeah, the military-industrial complex as former general and then later U.S. President Eisenhower called it all as far back as in the 1950s. Yeah. So this research, Miners and Missiles, was carried out for the Medical Association for Prevention of War. The report documents how weapons companies are sponsoring and delivering education programs to primary school children with the intention of, with the self of um, the open intention of creating positive attitudes to careers in weapons development and production. And therefore, directly or indirectly, impressing on children the the normality of war. Yeah, exactly. 
Jacques. Uh, these weapons companies are socialising our children into war and the technology of war. And in addition, they're, they're openly recruiting them for war industries, or that's what they say they're doing. Mm, whose legitimacy depends on the acceptance of the necessity of war. The necessity of war, that's right, Jacques. So why are we letting this happen? That's my mm. question. And why aren't we hearing more about this? It, it's really outrageous. Mm -hmm. As a report states, accepting a role for the weapons industry in our schools contributes powerfully to the militarisation of our society. Bringing the weapons industry into our schools it promotes the idea that we should look to military solutions to deal with the range of serious problems facing us. And the rot goes right up to our universities. Yeah. According to the report, major weapons manufacturers are engaged in partnerships with various leading Australian universities in research, scholarships, industry placements and other career opportunities. And given what you mentioned before about the financial state of our universities, government funding cuts and so on, they make it necessary for them to find other funding, funding, especially for research. As our major companies, they are not known to be very willing to fund mm, research. That's right. They rather increase their profit rates and externalize costs to the public, as we have again seen so clearly in the development of COVID vaccines and about which we have commented a few times now. Yeah, and talking about the COVID vaccines, of course, they, those private companies are capitalising mm -hmm. on the research and development paid for mm -hmm. through the public purse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, so this intertwining of the weapons industry and our education system has full support from the federal government, including the resourcing of these research efforts from our taxpayer dollars. Too. So private defence industry companies, many of them having their headquarters overseas, as the recent submarine tragedy has again illustrated, they benefit from a national skills and training strategy funded via the national defence budget. Yeah, and school engagement and career pathway programmes are a central part of this national strategy, this national defence strategy. And as mm -hmm. the report miners and missiles points out, quote, there are no equivalent strategies to support fields critical to our survival and well-being, such as renewable energy, water and food security or public health, unquote. And I guess we'd also have to agree with um, a conclusion from the report, quote, a positive future for young Australians can be established and maintained through peace and cooperation between and within nations. Adequate funding and promotion of careers in human health, climate change mitigation and environmental protection generally are far more crucial to our future security than development of weapon systems." Unquote. Have you heard it on the news? About this fascist growth thing Evil men with racist views Spreading all across the land They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say, yeah, nah, you know, pass around. 
is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Aotearoa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm, we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters. Slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about warmongering, starting with our young children and moving right into our unis. Yeah. So continuing this theme, an article in Honiswa talks about the capture of our universities by militaristic interests in the context of warmongering with China and virtually integrating our defense systems with those of the United States. The article is helpfully titled, and I quote, Universities are deeply embedded in Australia's military build-up. The existence of federally funded research collaborations between Australia and the US is a grave concern, Mm. end quote, or end quote of the title. It describes how universities have looked to defence funding as university funding declines, as I said before, and an interdependent relationship has developed between higher education and defence. So, Jacques, I think it's, uh, are you saying that unis are looking to weapons manufacturers to save their financial problems? Yes, as I said before, and to quote from that article, mm. I quote, through a growing amount of federally-backed defence research and what they call industry collaborations, universities have become deeply embedded in Australia's vast military build-up and warmongering with China, unquote. Mm. The article concludes that it is not enough to simply oppose university ties with the military and with defence we must instead call for an end to state militarism. And I quote again, As Australia beats the drum of war with China, students especially must take inspiration from anti-war movements of the past and raise our voices against it, which is where the Australian Living Peace Museum tries to carve out a place amidst a variety of Australian and international peace organisations and movements. 
Yeah, which we had a program about in May 2020, Shark. Yeah, that's right. In a conversation between two of its founders, of the founders of that museum, Michael Hemel Green and myself on behalf of the Borderlands Cooperative. And the Borderlands Cooperative was dedicated to peaceful relating from its inception in 1997, mm -hmm. and which we have documented and discussed with our focus on relating peacefully. The many stories of peacemaking in this country, they deserve to become better known, and especially as we seem to be hurtling towards a new Cold War and remain painfully unaware of our involvement in too many unnecessary wars in which we really had nothing to win mm. but a lot to lose. And as we have talked about it in recent programs, especially the entire oxymoronic AUKUS eruption, as I call it, creates a dangerous and at the same time cringeworthy exploit in which our PM played a duplicitous role. Mm. Deceiving the French and reneging on a submarine deal, of course, while plotting with the US and UK to enter into a new nuclear sub-deal with them. Yeah. yeah, indeed, the three major Anglosphere nations adding on to the already existing Five Eyes Agreement, just to make sure that nothing unto it will happen to their existing world dominance, mm -hmm. historically gained through imperial invasions everywhere. Yeah, that's right. With the Five Eyes, of course, being Australia, US and UK, which are in the Au AUKUS mm -hmm. Pact, <laughs> plus... Uh, the Five Eyes have Canada and New Zealand in addition, all Anglo powers again. Yeah, and that must send shivers of concern throughout the world, especially those parts of the world that have suffered from these invasions and from other exploitative and controlling acts historically mm. and at yeah. present. And finally, it is galling to see this happen when the various AUKUS and Five Eyes countries are themselves becoming more ethnically and racially diverse, mm. and with all the discrimination within those countries aimed at non-Anglo parts of their populations. Yeah, and non-white. That's mm. right. They are often marginalised people who have only low income and military service options to become included in these Anglo-Saxon countries. Yeah. I think the old term for this was cannon fodder. That's right. Mm. Now multicoloured cannon fodder. Mm. But then again, this may also lead in the rightful, to the rightful erosion of a lot of Anglosphere pretensions worldwide so that they erode from the inside out. Yes, and, and so more and more people can see the emperors wearing no clothes. Mm. <laughs> it's a metaphor in that old fairy tale. That's right. Mm. So on to community announcements. We seem to have come to the end of our program. So quickly again... <laughs> Uh, you can join the third Raucous Anti-Orcus Caucus on 7pm or at 7pm Thursday, 2nd of December online. Um, I think that's, um, you can email info at renegadeactivists.org or you could put Raucous Anti-Orcus Caucus in your search engine. Um, and if you have, still have trouble, send us an email. Um, so at that uh, anti, at, so at that third anti orcus raucous anti orcus caucus, there'll be Auntie Sue Coleman Hasseldine, Cook Arthur Elder, and co-president 
uh, and uh, Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, or ANFA, and also Lindsay Cottrell from Conflict and Environment Observatory, CEOBS, and researcher on the greenhouse emissions from the military. So obviously there'll be themes of um, nuclearisation and also um, environmental sustainability and the environmental effects of militarisation. So that should be, and I think that's really important. So that's on the 2nd of December online at 7 p.m. And as the COPS COPS 26 has shown, it is absolutely necessary to show the effects on the on the greenhouse emissions and so on of dismilitarization. Exactly. So thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you do want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available on podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And our thanks again to Clark Bourne for tech support, recording and for the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates and their friends and families. To bring us into Jailbreak, we continue with Autumn by Jake and